Welcome to the God Academy podcast. The Israeli show Fauda on Netflix has been a worldwide success. It's a show about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict focusing on the war on terror. And it has been lauded by some people that it shows both sides of the story. Others, though, see it as a show that uh, perpetuates stereotypic racist, bigoted views on Arabs. Who better to speak on that than Abed Natur, the show's Arabic translator that takes the, that takes the Hebrew script, translates the parts into Arabic that the Arab actors have to speak in Arabic. Hi, Abed. How are you doing? Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Fauda, a Netflix sensation where nothing is ever as it seems. Fauda means chaos in Arabic, but on TV it spells high-octane thriller. The series follows an undercover Israeli counterterrorism unit working in the West Bank. Welcome. Very, very, very happy to have you. This is a very, very special episode. Thank you. Through the show Fauda, we can learn a lot of things about Arab culture, Arab-Israeli culture, challenges, pitfalls, racism, racial tensions, religious tensions. So you've been working on Fauda for how long? Two years, two, two seasons. And what do you think about the show? I have a lot of thoughts about the show. Okay. Let's start with one. <laughs> okay. One, I don't look to the show as uh, the politics side. I look to the show as my job. Okay. And I have to do my job in the best way. So I try to analyze the script. First, I read it in Hebrew. Then I start thinking about which area we are now. If it's Nablus, Hebron, Gaza. Mm -hmm. So you have to start to think about the Arabic. That is different in those places. Yes. Even though Hebron and, and, and Nablus are pretty close. Yes. It, it's not a, such a big difference, but there is some difference. You can recognize the difference as a Palestinian from the areas. You can recognize the guy from Hebron by his accent and the guy from Gaza. But Gaza, in every city you have such a different areas. Mm -hmm. In Gaza, the city, some of them, they will speak like Haifa. Mm -hmm. Which is in Israel, legal Israel. Israel. Yes. But you have to look to Gaza, for example, as most of Gaza are refugees from Yaffa, from Ramle, mm. from Led. Refugees from the 1948 yes. uh, War of Independence or yes. Nakba, as the Palestinians call it. Most of them refugees from those three cities and most of them another, another, another part coming from the Bedouin area. So you could find mm. three or, or four main accents in Gaza, mm. city and villages and the refugee camps. Now, the refugee camps, they live like they live in their own village, the first one. Mm -hmm. And when you ask the guy from the, the refugee camp, where are you from? Mm -hmm. He could tell you, I am from Hebron, but he lives in a refugee camp in Gaza. Right. And maybe he has been born there even. Yes. He has never been to Hebron. Never been. But he's from Hebron. Yes, he, he will answer you if you ask him, where are you from? I'm right. from Hebron. And, and, and people who don't know, just try to visualize the map. You have Israel along the Mediterranean coast. On the southern side, along the Mediterranean coast, that's Gaza, Gaza City and the Gaza Strip. And on the other side of Israel, you have the West Bank. So yes. the Palestinian territories, you have Israel 
in between. So they have been separate for a long time. And after 2005, Hamas did a coup and took over. It's even grown, grown farther apart. But I want to go back to the political side. Mm-hmm. Why don't you want to look at it uh, politically? Because I will be stuck in uh, such a complicated situation. I, ha- I, ha- I will have a big fight with the scriptwriter and with the mm. creator of Fauda, so I don't want. I just want to work. Yes. This is what I want. <laughs> yes. Want to make a living. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to be in the special forces in Israel when I was younger. And I met a good friend. I used to be in the special forces in Israel when I was younger. And I met a good friend of mine, Avi Zakharov, uh, who, know, who we know each other from Jerusalem when we were very young. And we met in a special event in the West Bank. I can't say why and how and where. But and then I met him and he asked me a very important question. He asked me if I have a dream. We were just sitting together, and I said, yes, I have a dream. I want to write something about the special forces, about undercover units, about their, the price, the mental price that they are paying. And also, I wanted to talk about the Palestinians. Because in Israel, nobody talks about the Palestinians in the culture scene, in the Israeli culture scene, unless you are Palestinian. And Avi said that he had the same dream for a long time, and he said that we, why we, should, we wouldn't write something. And I said, okay, let's do that. A lot of the things that you see there, it's based on our experience in life. Um, in Fauda, I'm playing Dr. Shirin, which uh, is the character which is in between the both sides. She's not taking you know, side for one part or the other one. I'm happy to be part of it because even if it's not, like, it's not the perfect show ever, but for me, it brings something very important that both sides are the same in terms of human beings like the family are suffering for the same things laughing for the same things uh, this, this, this aspect of the show is very important to me and what's been the biggest challenge playing this role? the biggest challenge I think is to fight the fear I had being half Lebanese to, to receive criticism but uh I'm, the way I deal with that is I, I focus on the positive sides of it and what I said before that I, I think we can bring more understanding between uh, people through this show and this is why I'm proud to do it. And uh, the amazing thing in Fauda when you, uh, when you start work with the areas, and, uh, the first season was Nablus, so you have to know such a special words of Nablus and Nablus is uh, one of the only societies, civil societies in, uh, in Palestine. What about Ramallah? Ram- uh, it's kind of villages that with, with the time become a city and Haifa and Nazareth but Nablus they live like the rich people all the time you have the teacher of the piano for the child and uh, kindergarten special lady for this baby and mm. English teacher and music teacher right okay so Nablus people they choose <coughs> to talk in a special way yes that differentiates say, them makes them look uh, special important yes okay. but now this accent in Nablus is gone who, t- who speak this one the old people old this, people yes the modern uh, and the young, they, they speak like any city in Palestine, like in Nazareth, 
in in Haifa, in Ramallah, but not in Hebron, because in Hebron there's a, a long accent. They have it that some of some of the people could laugh for this accent of Hebron. But I, I, I want uh, <laughs> to talk about uh, your the way that you described it. You said all all places in Palestine, and you included both cities that are in Israel and have an Arab-Israeli slash Palestinian-Israeli, however you want to call it, population, citizens of Israel, like you, and Ramallah, which is in the Palestinian territories. And if uh, tomorrow there is a two-state solution, then Ramallah will be part of Palestine and Haifa will still remain part of Israel. Okay. So this is the way you look at, uh, no, at this for, area? For, for me... Uh Palestine is Palestine. For me, it's the same one. Mm -hmm. I don't uh, look to the political uh, mm -hmm. borders and etc. Okay. Yeah. Why? Because I'm living in a dream, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want it like that. So I, I have this, uh, uh, this way of thinking that Nazareth and Ramallah and Haifa and Hebron is the same for me. Both of them Palestine. Mm -hmm. You could uh, give the names Palestine uh, 67 or 48 or I don't know what. Okay. I don't believe in those numbers. Okay. But this is history, you know. Okay, so maybe just for the people who, who are not, uh, you know, such uh, so knowledgeable on the history. So in 1948, uh, Israel declared the independence, the formation of the state, the start of the war. After the war, a lot of uh, local population uh, found itself outside of what is Israel, uh, either through uh, driving them out or uh, running away scared from the war, and they weren't allowed to come back. Yes. And then in 1967, in the Six-Day War, Israel uh, conquered uh, the West Bank and Gaza. Uh, so the, those are two different events. And when we talk about the two-state solution, it's referring to the, the, the pre-1967 borders, mm -hmm. not the 1948 borders, which are not up for discussion for, I would say, 98% of the Israeli Jews. So, you are, not, so you, you are making a political statement by calling it Palestine, obviously, but you're like, you're not, uh, you don't have, do you have like a specific view of how things should be or you don't care or you're tired of uh, thinking about it? Uh, no, no, I, uh, I do care, but I do believe that nowadays we are, in, you can be everywhere. By you the, can or can't? You can, uh -huh. even uh, not physically. Yani you can be in Jenin while you are sitting in Tel Aviv, uh -huh. or you can be in Paris while you are sitting in Tel Aviv. So for me, all the, all the places are the same, because I can be there even I'm not there. Uh -huh. I can know everything about Jenin, about uh, Nablus, by, uh, from my village, Kalansal. Oh. And, and earlier, before the starting the recording, I asked you to pick a, a couple of songs just to put us in the mood. And the first uh, song that you put by a singer who is Algerian French. Yes. There's this pan-Arabic culture that is now also in, uh, in Europe. Also, afterwards, you put another band uh, for Palestinians who now live in London. Turn up the sound of the 
people who listen to their music are Arabs from all over the world. Yes. Okay, let me, uh, let, let's go back to Fauda a little bit. Okay, so not about you. How, from people around you, your friends, your acquaintances, from what you read, what do most, uh, let's start with uh, Palestinian citizens of Israel, what do they think about Fauda? They watch Fauda? They're interested in Fauda? They uh, like it? Uh, they watch it. Most of them watch it to know what is that, first of all. Mm-hmm. Not all of them like it. I don't know if I can say uh, most of them against or will. But there is the BDS, uh, something that they against this. They like. Most of them Palestinian from here. Mm-hmm. But a lot of Palestinians playing in this uh, serial. So I don't know. Palestinians, not Israeli citizens? Palestinians no, from Palestinians, Israeli citizens. Okay. Palestinians from there, I never. So again, just for people who are not aware, Palestinian citizens of Israel, those are the Palestinians who stayed put during the 1948 war and, and are Israeli citizens. Of course, uh, you know, institutional racism and this is a, a Jewish state in, in many ways. So the, also on paper and in practice, uh, there's not, uh, you know, equality. And also in the story that, that the country tells about itself. You told me uh, one of the times that we talked that uh, a Jewish Israeli from Tel Aviv asked you, how do you feel about being in Tel Aviv? Meaning like you are, you will probably feel like an outsider, like a foreigner in your own country because this is, that was what was inferred from the question. No, uh, huh? I feel uh, all this country is my place. I was born here, so... Everything is refers to me like it refers to you. Because I, I was born here, so you could not say for me, Tel Aviv is not yours, because I study in Tel Aviv, I work in Tel Aviv. Most of my time I spend in Tel Aviv. I, all the day I speak Hebrew, because I'm working in Hebrew. I, wor- I just talk Arabic just at home with my parents and my family, mm-hmm. and with some friends from Yafa. And it's all. So you cannot say, uh, how, how do you feel in Tel Aviv? I can ask you, how do you feel yeah. in Tel Aviv? <laughs> I understand. Yeah, I, I learned from the Jewish to laugh about myself and about them. They, they laugh about themselves and they laugh about everybody. So I do the same. Mm-hmm. I learn how to talk to you in your own language. Mm-hmm. Not I don't mean Hebrew and yeah. your your vision of language, no. But Fauda, uh, when I start working with the, there's two uh, two different works in Fauda, to trans different works works way of works to translate. So this is the first thing. Mm-hmm. I translate first to the uh, the region of the accent of the Arabic. Mm-hmm. Then I have to put my character in the translation. Okay. To be there as Abid. Why? Uh, ego. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be the character that actually says the words? No. My, my, my vision of Arabic. I really keep the script. I don't change anything. But can you go and say, can't you go and say to the writers, listen, uh, no Palestinian from there, whatever, in this situation would say it like that. He would say it yeah, yeah. like this. There, there, there is a, something like that. that I, the writers are Israeli Jews. They don't speak Arabic. No, no. They speak Arabic. One of them, he speaks Arabic very well. Saskharov, Avi Saskharov. Used to be a journalist. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I tell them, they don't say, for example, uh, one of the names... I don't remember the first name of one of the the 
characters? The characters, it was, I think... Uh, Modern name for Bidwan lady mm-hmm. that she's playing in the third season, and I tell him how old is she? He says twenty one. He said this name for Bidwin does not exist for lady in twenty one. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what was the name. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> and we changed the name me and him to mm-hmm. Safa. It's okay. uh, could be a Bidwin name, Arabic name. Mm-hmm. You know, but this this the the first one. It was very modern that the Bedouin don't give it before twenty one uh, years. Mm-hmm. Now it, you could find it in the Bedouin uh, society. society. But the the one word uh, about terrorist, mm-hmm. the the word terrorist in uh, in Hebrew, Michabel. Mm-hmm. I wanted to change it. You could translate it to Arabic to three. Yani. Uh, for me, as a Palestinian, I could not say terrorist. I say fida'i. Mm. Fida'i means hakrava. Uh, mm. Like shaheed, like uh, giving yourself for yes. the cause. So it's like the fida'iun, right? Yes, the, it's the, the fida'iun, yes. But you, they don't. They, I know that they will not accept this translation. About of Palestinians talking about their society, why wouldn't they accept it? No, no. The I think I don't ask okay, them. Okay. This was my own idea. Oh. So I try to make the world more soft. And you in the news and the Israeli news in Arabic they use mukharibin, mukharibin who who mukhrib. Mukhrib. Okay. Destroyer. Destroyer. This is like the mukhabarat or this different. No, no. It's a different. Okay. And I choose irhabi. Irhabi means somebody who make you to feel uh, scared, to scare you. Which is kind of like terrorists, like you are in terror. It's soft for me than uh, Mehabel. And and, and which character was it, a Palestinian character? No, a Jewish character that want to say this. And yesterday I I saw the first episode in the season three, mm-hmm. and she said what she wants. I don't know because I am not working on the set with them, mm-hmm. but I know that she said uh, the word that I wanted in another, another uh, in another episode. Mm-hmm. Say so, so, so they use it like twice. The same but, one that you, the word that you picked. The word that I picked and the word that they wanted. Mm. One, of yes, one of one uh, this and right. one this. And the the show also has uh, also tells a story of a very controversial uh, army unit called Mistarvim, mm. yes. which is a, a combination of two words in Hebrew, Mistair, like when you when you whatever charge in a war, and Aravim, Arab. So it's like. Charging Arabs, something, something like that. It's a very controversial uh, unit of soldiers uh, undercover as Arabs, as Palestinians, uh, agitators sometimes in demonstrations. They act as if they're Arabs and then they wait to, to the right moment. Boom, arrest people. We, have, we also see this, saw this now in the George Floyd protests in, uh, in the US of undercover police officers who... On command, they were posing as protesters, boom, then arresting all kinds of protesters. But there, in the Palestinian territories, it's a lot more violent. And uh, No, uh, let me say one uh, main thing about the Mistari Beam. Hmm. As a drama in Fauda, it's amazing. Hmm. 
but in life it's not work like in fawda as a group of mustaribim you cannot go twice to the same place they will the, the army will not let you to go twice to the same place because they will be able to spot you maybe yes they will uh, know who, who you are and and they recognize you so they go just one time in in life in in fawda they, they go three four five times and it's funny but nobody knows that in the drama it works very fine it's amazing it's interesting and the most interesting thing in fawda than the other uh, palestinians in the israeli cinema first time you say the the own life of the palestinian that he uh, has a dream he has a wedding party mm-hmm. he has a love story mm-hmm. he loves to blerone in the first season they are kind of human being suddenly kind of yes not the, total uh, uh, No, suddenly. Suddenly. Okay. Yeah. In general, they are, you know. <laughs> <laughs> But suddenly they became a human being. Mm. First time in the Israeli cinema, mm. they show the Palestinian that he has his own life. He has a wedding party. He has a love story. He has a fight with the neighbors. Mm. He, he has everything like a human being. Wow. He just, he's just a human being like everybody. Incredible. Progress, <laughs> progress. <laughs> Palestinians are human beings. Okay. So be- I think because of that, uh, Fauda is very successful in the world mm. because of that. Mm. Uh, I have a friend from Akka. Akka, you say in English, I don't know what. Acre. Acre, okay. Mm-hmm. It's in the north of Israel. Israel. Yes, he was a location manager of uh, Fauda, the first season. And he bring me the second season to meet uh, the producer and the Leoras and Soskharov. Mm-hmm. Writers? The writers. And they, uh, they meet me in the office and they ask me the first thing. Uh, Leor, he asks me one question. How you say uh, lighter in Nablus? Adaha or Walla'a? I said two. They, 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 they could say both. And he said, ah, okay. And, and he answers you in Arabic. But I know everything about his Arabic because I saw him. I know where, where, he, where, where is the hard parts of the Arabic. Mm-hmm. And he's a good actor because he works a lot on the Arabic. Okay. And he, say, he, he bring it um, very well in the third season. It was amazing for me. I was really surprised. Mm-hmm. In the, the second season, I teach just uh, Captain Ayub and uh, Captain it's, Ayub. it's a Cohen. I haven't watched uh, Fauda. I have a hard time watching uh, shows and movies about uh, Israeli wars and conflicts and stuff. So I stayed away because it would be too hard for me and not uh-huh. a pleasurable experience. Okay, so Captain Ayub, he, is, uh, he works in the Shabak, in the Shin Bet? Yes. Okay. So, which is like the Israeli FBI, whatever. Okay. Then I call, uh, I ask Itzi Cohen, how many years you are Captain Ayub? Hmm. According to the Fauda. Hmm. He says at least five years. Okay. Then I say, okay, you have to know, you must know a lot of jokes in Arabic, mm. songs. Mm. We have to derapid, Shuyani derapid. Ma mishpat kulo? Derapid tadmut kilo. Like beef up the the character. Yes, to make beef, it fuller. Uh, to to full your character. 
Itzy Cohen is uh, one of the best actors that I ever met in life. He can use the good thing in the good place. Like if, if what he needs, he, he just bring it. And he speaks uh, Arabic? He's fluent in Arabic? He speaks Arabic because I teach him. He don't know anything in Arabic. So how can he speak Arabic in the show and make it believable? He has an accent, like an Israeli yes, accent? Yes, he, he, he's allowed first to, to have some mistakes because he's not a mistarev. Mm, so yeah, he's not undercover? Okay. Yes. And he must, uh, he can have any mistakes. Okay. Nobody will tell him, ah, it's a mistake. Okay. Be careful. Mm-hmm. And he can speak all, even with the Arabs, Hebrew. Some of the Arabs, mm-hmm. they know Hebrew that he met. In yeah. the, in the, old, the older generation in the, uh, of Palestinians. Yes, they know Hebrew. You know, Hebrew. A lot of them worked here yes. also. And then the, the actors ask uh, Itzi Cohen, mm-hmm. from where you know very good Arabic, how? And he says, it's very simple. I have the good teacher, <laughs> the suitable teacher. And in the third season, all the actors ask to, to, to study Arabic with me. And most of them, they say, ah, you are teaching in a very different way. Mm. Why do you teach them? How do you teach them? Uh, first of all, I, uh, I meet the actor and I ask him which Arabic he knows, if he knows any word, and I check where his problems could be according to the Arabic that he knows. Mm-hmm. And with the exercising, with the work on the text, mm-hmm. I could change one word to be easier for him with the mm-hmm. same meaning, with the, mm-hmm. to, to suit the sentence according to the actor. And those are Jewish actors playing... Mistarvim, yeah. Mistarvim, okay. Yes. So, okay. so there they have to be... They're, they're not allowed to make mistakes. Yes. So they have to speak it very well and their accent has to be correct for it to be believable. Yeah. And some of the Arabs, I work with them on the accent of, of Gaza. Of Gaza. Yes. Okay. That part of Gaza they say instead of the Qa, mm-hmm. Ga. Instead mm-hmm. of Qalli, Galli. Mm-hmm. And in Gaza, they don't say, uh, like, uh, about now, Issa. They say the, in the north, Issa. And in Gaza, they say, Halla, or Hal-Eight, or Hal-Qait. It's the same word, but in a different... What about season four? Is it in... Uh... They write it. They write they, right they, now? They are writing now. Okay, and you're going to work on the show in, yes. in season four? Palestinians in Israel, I don't know uh, how many of them uh, like it or not. And Palestinians in the West Bank, uh, there's such a different uh, levels of society. Uh, Itzi Cohen tells me we, we went to the souk of Barta'a. And there's Barta'a, it's a city beside uh, Wadi Ara. Okay. In, the, in Israel. In Israel and in, West, in the West Bank, two parts. Ah. And he was in this one in the West Bank. Mm. And they saw him in the souk. He went with his friend and they start to call him and show him in their uh, mobiles. They're passing videos of him when he says, Yeah, upstairs. Which means? Uh, Mr. or Maestro. <laughs> <laughs> Making fun of him? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some of the Palestinians say that, so, so uh, watching this for, for fun. They know that uh, politics, it's not fed them, 
Yeah, not for, yeah, it's not for yeah, them. It's the Isra- so, so it's even though it's both sides, it's the Israeli Jewish perspective. Yeah, they they make. Uh, I remember that they make uh, a document movie about Fauda, the BBC, mm-hmm. and they interviewed uh, Zakaria Zbedi from Jenin. We, he, we used to be a terrorist slash fedayi. Yeah, and then put down his weapons and became more of like a politician or something. Yes. Okay. He was also like a star, <laughs> even in the Israeli media. He's very charismatic. And yes, so. yes. Okay. And, and they ask them him about Fauda. He says, "A drama, it's very good, but life, it's not like this." That's what he said. Yes. <laughs> no, live in life, uh, I saw last time uh, Mr. Alibim. They entered to uh, Birzeit University. In Jerusalem, Eastern uh, Jerusalem? No, in, uh, Ram- beside Ramallah, Birzeit. Hmm. Ramallah and Jerusalem are also very close. Yes, okay. not far from uh, Ramallah, okay. Birzeit. And it takes them like maximum five minutes. Okay. They take the guy and they just gun. Okay. Because more than five minutes, they will be not there. Yeah, people will, uh, reinforcements will yeah. arrive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cavalry. <laughs> okay. And in the show, it doesn't take five minutes? No, they, it takes longer. No, this is one kind of Mistarivim that he entered for five minutes. And there's another kind that he must be there for long, long, long time, like days, months, years, uh, that you cannot recognize him at all. He's like a spy. Yes. Mm, okay, it sounded like, like, like Soviet spies or whatever oh. in America. In, in Beirut, in... Uh, 82 war, there were uh, a homeless mm. in the streets of Beirut mm. that he never speak. They thought that he's uh, mute. I- mute. And when the Israeli army arrived, uh, one of the officers said to him like this, and he entered to the jeep, <laughs> and he just gone from Beirut. And he was in Beirut like three years. Uh, it's like Eli Cohen in, uh, yeah. in Syria, the Israeli spy that was uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, executed. Mm. Yeah, this is a weird. Uh, this is a weird area. Are you optimistic about uh, the way things are uh, going here? Are you pessimistic? Are you indifferent? Are you Opti- tired of talking about it? Tired? No. Uh, you know, uh, I cannot be tired because it's very interesting life. Mm. For me, it's amazing. Mm. I love Living it. Here. No, not to live here. To live here is uh, a lot of stress. Stress that you uh, must survive. Okay, in what way? Uh, you have to to work every day. Mm. The day that you are not working, you, you maybe you will not find your food in this day. And I'm talking about all the levels of the, the Palestinian society. Mm-hmm. In 48 and in 67 and etc. All the name of the numbers that you want. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know if I can live in another place. I want. You want to? Yes. Okay. But here it's interesting. The ugly thing here is uh, the weather starts to be more hot. (laughs) (laughs) It's really disturbing me. <laughs> it's going to get hotter everywhere. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> okay, I want to go back, okay, and maybe finish off uh, on this. So, we both live in Israel. You work in Tel Aviv. I live in Tel Aviv. But we have a very different experience of 
of the country and also the region. Like for me, Israel feels like an island mm-hmm. because you can't go anywhere outside of Israel. If I want to go abroad, I have to get on a plane and fly to Europe, let's say, which is like the closest. Like I feel totally disconnected from the Middle East. I feel like more, and this is also specific to Tel Aviv, like a Mediterranean mm-hmm. than someone who's living in the Middle East. Like Athens, Istanbul, which I visited uh, recently, and that was a very interesting experience, and seeing like a skyline of mosques and seeing so many Muslims just like in their you know, families and lovers. And th- that was a very interesting experience for me as an Israeli Jew, which there's not a lot of mixing in Israel between uh, mm-hmm. Jews and Palestinians and Muslims. Uh, but we were talking about it before. You live here and you are in this region. You happen to live here and to be Israeli because this is where you were born and this is the political situation, so you have an Israeli passport. Yes. But you feel like you're part of the Middle East, of this Arabic culture in the Middle East. Yeah, sure. Mm. So this is, yeah, this is, it's, it's weird, <coughs> this difference. I feel like closer to, you know, yeah, like you know, Rome, Athens, Istanbul, Barcelona, than to... Damascus. No, uh, I have, I have, uh, I have the feeling that I can be connected to any area. Mm. I am very connected to the Middle East because this is my culture, mm. language, uh, language uh, literature, art, uh, cinema, everything. This is this is me. Mm. If it's uh, Beirut, uh, Amman, uh, Cairo. Uh, the Gulf, this is part of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the same uh, Arabic language, uh, we have the same uh, culture, so I refer to this. But I can be also connected to Europe yeah. with no problem. Have you been to Beirut? No, I, I'm not allowed it. I have Israeli passport. Mm. I want to visit Beirut. My me? grandmother was born in, uh, in me Beirut. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Well, have you traveled in, uh, with your Israeli passport? You're not allowed to travel. No, but you can go to Egypt. I was in Egypt, in Where? Cairo and Cairo. in Sinai. I was in Amman, Amman. three times. Mm. The Gulf, you can go to the Gulf. Uh, okay, so, uh, Aved, please leave us with, uh, I don't know, what, uh, what message do you want to, to leave us with? Some thoughts, final thoughts on either the show or your work? or the world, or the cosmos? Uh, I have one, I, I don't know how to pass it in English. Uh, but you want people to uh, talk to you, not in a way that is condescending or anything, just eye level. I had the idea that I do also live in uh, uh, a Jewish occupation. As mm-hmm. uh, for my culture, okay, okay, but I stopped to think about it because I uh, my culture is more strong than your culture. <laughs> I do believe of, okay. in that. <laughs> it's older and it's stronger because it's Arabic, you know. And why? Is, what does it mean that it's stronger? Why? Is, why does that? Because mean the the Islam and the Arab culture is it's too different and it's one. And the Islam is very old because because of that I had the feeling that I'm more strong than than you in my culture. Okay, okay. Thank you, Abed. Thank Boom. you. 
Okay, so Abed, if people, if someone wants to reach you for any reason uh, related to your work as a writer and translator, where can they find you? An Arabic teacher. Arabic teacher also. Do you yeah. do online courses? You can do online uh, yes, courses. Yes, yes. Okay, where can they find you? On Facebook, Abdel Rahman Natur in English. Abdel in one word. Abdel Rahman one word. Uh-huh. Natur N A T O U R. Okay, I'll put it in the description of the podcast. And your email is? Abed, uh, dot natur, uh, strudel, gmail not, uh, dot com. Okay. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, thank you, patrons, for supporting our show. If you want to further, if, if you're not supporting the show and you want to join our community, that will be most welcome. Please go to patreon.com slash Academy, And we'll see you all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.